Hello everyone, and welcome to Nightmare on Dream Street, the horror podcast where we take stories derived from my own night terrors and vivid nightmares and deliver them to all you thrill-seekers and horror fanatics out there. Be sure to support our show on Buzzsprout and Patreon, where supporters get exclusive access to content and sub-series. And be sure to check out our Facebook group. Now, without further ado, let's check under the bed, grab those covers, and take a stroll down Dream Street. The first piece I can remember is walking through a burnt forest. No plant life, no greenery, foliage, or animals. Just the smell of death and ash all around me, and no life in sight. There were no sounds of wind through the trees or birds chirping anywhere. Only the sound of what seemed to be a crowd of people talking. Like if I were in a school hearing the hustle and bustle of busybodies and the hundreds of different conversations between different cliques. I couldn't make out what any of them were saying. It was all just a I followed where they seemed to be coming from when I came upon a dirt road. Logically, I followed the road heading in one direction seeking a way to some sign of civilization. After walking several miles that seemed to be the entire peak of my eternal youth, my feet throbbing, sweat glistening off my forehead from the beating sun, I saw in the distance a small collage of buildings which appeared to be a small town. As I journeyed closer to the town, I noticed that all the buildings, cars, gas stations, and signs were something out of the 50s. A hint of curiosity and confusion came over me. For all of the buildings, the cars, the gas station, and the entire town had no pigment. Everything was black and white, as if I was looking through it of an old television or photograph. After wandering a few blocks, there appeared to be people, but they were still lifeless. Just statues are frozen in place like mannequins. I slowly approached closer, yelling hellos and other greetings, expecting a reply. I noticed after a few more steps, the people were textured and discolored. I get within arm's length and reach out to touch one of them on the shoulder. Instantly, what I thought was a person crumbled into dust from the faint touch of my hand on the ground at my feet. Panic begins to set in. I touched another figure after the other, and they all disintegrated into ash at my feet. They were nothing but just that, preserved, still ash formations. I run closer to buildings trying to open the door of one after the other, and as I grab each one to open the same outcome, crumble to dust in the wind until the entire building would go down. I stand in the middle of the street looking all around me, 360 degrees in a panic. My breath is heavy, my damp face with ashes of buildings and people clung to it, and my hands no longer the average color I knew. The ash on my hands began to spread and creep up my arms. No longer I could feel my fingers, then my wrists, and then my arms. Finally, the entirety of the town and everything in it began to crumble down to earth. Even the sky began to crack like fragile glass and fall down from above. I ducked down and covered my head with my dead-like hands. I closed my eyes, hoping it's not real, whispering to myself, Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Silence begins. 
I look up from the dark safety of my crouched cocoon. There was nothing left. No ashes, no buildings, not even a sky. There was only whiteness never ending as far as the eye could see in every direction. I was in an empty space again, alone. No sounds, wind, birds, nothing. But just as despair threatened to consume me, a faint voice broke through the silence. It was distant but clear, calling out my name. I turned towards the sound, trying to pinpoint its origin in the vast expanse of white. The voice grew louder, and with each passing moment it felt closer. Hope surged within me, propelling me, my weary body to follow the voice. In the distance, a figure materialized from the blankness, gradually gaining shape and form. It was a person, yet it seemed ethereal, almost translucent. As I approached, the figure became more defined. It was a woman, dressed in flowing, radiant white garments, her eyes shimmering with kindness and understanding. Welcome, traveler. She said, her voice smoothing and comforting. Welcome, you have entered a realm between dreams and reality, a place where your deepest fears and memories manifest. Confusion and curiosity mingled within me as I tried to grasp the, the reality of the situation. The woman extended her hand towards me, inviting me to stand up. Fear not, for you are safe here. The town you witnessed was a reflection of the past, an embodiment of the memories that haunt As I took her hand, a rush of warmth enveloped me, and the cold feeling of detachment slowly faded away. Who are you? I asked. My voice shaky with emotion. I am a guide in this realm. It is my duty to help those who find themselves trapped in the echoes of their With her guidance, I began to understand that this realm was a reflection of my own subconscious. The burnt forest, the lifeless town, and the crumbling figures in sky were all manifestations of my fears and regrets, crafted from memories I had burned deep within me. The woman encouraged me to confront these fears, to acknowledge and accept them as part of me myself. She assured me that only by embracing these shadows could I find my way back to the real world. With her guidance, I ventured back into the town, facing the remnants of my past. As I touched the ash figures, memories flooded my mind. Moments of loss, guilt, heartache. But instead of crumbling into despair, I allowed myself to grieve, to forgive, to heal. As I did, the town began to transform. The colors bled back into the world, and life returned to the still statues. The people I had encountered before were no longer lifeless ash, but living beings, their eyes filled with gratitude and newfound purpose. I thanked the woman for her guidance, and she smiled warmly, assuring me that I would one day be wise enough to navigate through the depths of my mind. Then, as she began to whisper something at me in a gentle tone, she radiated a light so bright it blinded out the realm around me. My vision regained as the light faded away, and there I was again, back at the start, standing in the middle of the glade in the burnt forest. As I gained my bearings, I hear the woman's voice again from another realm. She said to me with her whispers this, 
There are many doors that will call on you to journey through to the unknown, but a word of caution, not all doors are meant to be opened. So we're doing something a little different starting this week. Uh, After each episode, my wife Anna is going to ask me some questions because she, more than anybody, is intrigued and just loaded with questions after I have each of these. Uh, This one was back when I was actually about 16. So Anna, go ahead. What do you got got for me? So I have actually been doing a little bit of research on your night terrors and the phenomenon in general. So um, my first one is I noticed that this dream sounded a lot different to me than all the other previous ones I've heard before. So it feels like this dream is a lot more real and that you actually did somehow tap into your subconscious when you talked about things that made you feel guilty or um, upset that happened in real life. Do you feel the same way about this dream? Um, when I first had this dream, when I woke up, uh, I was I was like freaking out because I, like I just felt like I was not like it wasn't the norm absolutely like it started off like normal but um then when the the woman showed up she like she wasn't like a person or just like a figment in the, like in dreams i have normally she was something else um and i like i mean you know this like i've never taken like psychedelic drugs i don't even need to <laughs> psychedelics on the house you you do have a lot of crazy dreams but that actually kind of ties into my next question because you've told me that when you were little that someone important to you taught you to look for doors to escape your nightmares do you it kind of leads to like a, a double question now that you've brought up that this person feels more real do you think that is maybe kind of like a like a part of her in your subconscious or that that was an idea that i i dabbled with when i was younger um i don't really know if i do now because uh, I, I remember i told you my grandma said that to me uh, because she knew kind of what was going on with me because she said that she had had him um, herself when, like throughout her life mm-hmm. and she's she told me to um look through you know go through doors because you never know what I'll what I'd find or where it'd take me. Um, yeah, I mean, I dabble with the idea that it could be her, or you know, that was just because doors are very common in in a lot of them. It kind of made me think that your subconscious has kind of created this helpful entity to not be as scary or to kind of reinforce like you are safe. Even though you're you're you've got this sleep disorder that absolutely just scares the shit out of you. See, and that that I thought about that too, but that was the only time that she's ever appeared in one. Was that one? How long after was it? Um, I had that when I was about sixteen, almost seventeen. She passed away five years before that. She passed away when I was twelve. So it was like a long, a long gap of time between her telling you those things to try mm-hmm. and help you and having this dream. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. 
when I was hearing your dream about this, that there's this person that's helpful and kind of, you've got like this, you know, support system on the outside for when you have a bad dream, but then you've got this other kind of gentle person to kind of take care of you. It was was definitely like, I, I definitely like when I woke up from that one, I definitely like was having like a psychedelic kind of like panic attack because I was I literally like I had convinced myself I was like I definitely just went into another fucking dimension mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do like oh, after I woke scary. up I didn't know I didn't because well, like you know like when I wake up all the time I don't know if I'm actually awake yes you like, what's real what's wrong am I awake I have to tell you um so because well because of how real they feel I don't especially this one like I didn't know if anything was actually real or not and I was I was by myself like I was at the house by myself when I woke up and I, I was just freaking out like kind of like like when you have like too much pot you're like <laughs> like freaking the fuck out kind of like that <laughs> or like you see like people that have like bad trips yeah. on like some shrooms or acid kind of like that it's funny when it's not happening to you but yeah. when it's happening to you it's, it's not funny <laughs> um so my last kind of question or thought is, without going into too much detail, of course, because it's personal, the things in the stream that you said caused you to feel guilt and regret, were those real life ones that you can depict that like actually happened because it felt so real? And then do you feel like those things have kind of since been dealt with after waking up from the stream? No, see, and that's the thing that was even weirder about it was it was so when I went back into the town after she told me to and the town had rematerialized and everything was different instead of the, the statues that like the ash uh, formations of people and buildings crumbling they were giving me like flashbacks or like memories but the memories weren't things that already happened in my life they were things like that I had never like false memories yeah like some of them when I was older, some of them when I was like a child that like I that never happened. It was kind of like that like inception type thing. Like it was like memory within a dream, within another dream, or within another memory. It was really fucking weird. That adds like an entirely different layer to this nightmare. Yes. These things that like were future things that hadn't happened yet. Do you feel guilty about? That is why I don't do drugs. That's. That's what anxiety feels like. Like feeling guilty about something that hasn't even happened. Yep. Like one of of like the like the flashbacks or whatever was I was like an old man sitting on a porch in in like a wicker rocking chair, and I was like yelling at some like little boy that was in the yard, like the front yard playing. So you're feeling guilty about being an asshole. I don't know if he was like my grandson or I don't know. No idea. He had little like he was little. He had blonde hair. He had like little overalls on. No idea. Maybe that's why you yelled at him. I don't know. Well, that was more my kind of thoughts about this week's episode. So I appreciate you kind of adding another. Like, see, I didn't know that about it being things that hadn't really happened. Or, like, I feel like I have this kind of, um, like, respect wall where, like, I don't want to pry too much because if it's, like, absolutely terrifying sometimes or things that, like, you know, are deep seated where you felt guilty about something, like, I don't want to ever pry so I like that no I, I don't I'm not a, a f- 
afraid of you prying or asking questions. That's why you're do- the one doing this, not someone else. <laughs> I mean, I because I would never, I would, I would probably never feel comfortable enough with like a guest. Yeah. Like if they wanted to ask like super in depth stuff, I'd pr- I probably wouldn't feel comfortable about it. So, but also like if you want seen... super in depth things, you have to email and then I can ask him, <laughs> and then you'll know the answer. But um, well, but also like you've seen like. Like some of these episodes, when I do them, I know like the fans and the listeners don't know, but you've seen like it. It takes a toll, and it makes it makes me a little bit weird. Yeah, it's like you're reliving it all over again. Kinda. After like after I'm like, going through rereading, because I I take all all of these nightmares and my tears throughout my life, and I have I have dream journals that I write down like a general paragraph or page or two of what happened. In so I don't forget it and then I will go back and I will write it into a full-fledged short story and then I will take that short story and that's what I read to you folks on each episode so then when I reread them it's it's like PTSD kind of yeah because you're not having just like run-of-the-mill nightmares like I know when I have nightmares and I think about it later like it's not as affecting it's kind of like another thing um I have, I have a couple friends that have sleep paralysis sleep disorders run in my family uh sleepwalking insomnia um i'm the only one that has night terrors i guess that's alive still um but then i have a couple friends that uh have sleep paralysis and inspires them to do their work uh, nick, nick bruno i told you mm-hmm. he's the photographer yeah, you his pictures. yeah i love his work him and i chatted on facebook when i first discovered his work and told me if I'm ever in New York and to come down and come to his uh, his gallery. We'll have to post some of that so you guys can see it too. It's all it's screensavers for all of my computers. Well, this is something that we wanted to uh, start new. Just you know, give give the listeners a little bit more content each week. Uh, make the episodes a little bit longer for you. Give you kind of an inside view uh, each week. If you know, maybe there's some questions you might have after listening to each episode each week. And uh, hopefully this this answered some for you, and we will uh, scare you on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode and story by yours truly and us here at Nightmare and Dream Street, be sure to follow us on Facebook and support our show on Buzzsprout and Patreon. We also accept submissions of our fan stories and supporters get access to exclusive content. 
and the opportunity to chat with me one-on-one and access to our Nightmare Members Discord. Keep dreaming, and we'll see you on next week's episode.